Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick, but you can call me Nick. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. And it's not just a radio show, it's a podcast too. You probably know that since you're listening to it. If you haven't already, consider subscribing on iTunes or Google Play. Why not follow on social media as well? See who's coming up, check out some of the bad business ideas that are coming to fruition or just rotting on the vine. Just search to a certain degree on all the major channels. I mean, not all of them, mainly Facebook and Instagram. And now, on with the show. Buzzcox on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here from 7 to 9 a.m. every Monday, and every Monday I have a very special guest. Today is no exception. Rocky Soka is here from the What's the Fuss podcast. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning, man. Thanks for having me. Man. Oh, thanks so much for being here. Let me let me let me adjust your levels for a second. Sure, sure. I love your show, man. Oh, thank you. Hey, hey, is that good? That sounds good. You sound so good. All right. I was just listening to you yesterday and having you here. It's so weird to meet somebody that you've listened to. Yeah, yeah. You hear their voice and you're like, oh, okay. And I've seen pictures of you, so it wasn't like I was expecting somebody else or anything. But to actually hear your voice, it's like, oh, this is kind of a celebrity. This is really cool. Oh, no, man, not a celebrity. (laughs) A lot of people think I sound like a surfer. I have not surfed a day in my life, but apparently I, I sound like I do. Well, I, I think you were calling me bro earlier, and yes. you were saying we were going to hang 10 later, so that might be why. I did want to hang some 10 if you if you have time. Okay, yeah. No, we'll <laughs> definitely hang some 10 after this, because that's what you do. But first, uh, I don't know you, Rocky. You were here uh, last week on James Gray's show. Yeah, yeah. And great. so you're making the rounds on WPRK. That's awesome, mm-hmm. because I think more people should know about not only the local podcast scenes, but yours uh, specifically, What's the Fuss podcast. Well, thank you. Great show. And, uh, you know, we have this incredible network of shows through pft media yeah uh yeah. which what's the fuss is a part of as that's well. our network yeah yeah and so it's great because you know we listen to and we hear about all these podcasts these national podcasts and stuff like that it's like well you know support local and listen to some of these as well because there's some really good ones out there and if you don't like this one you might like this one and you you know those yeah sorts that's of things. one of the fun things about being on a network is because if my show is not for you which it's not for everybody um there's something over yeah. there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shows on that network. And it's really fun, and it's kind of cool all having each other's back. Yeah, and my show isn't for anybody except me, so that's why I'm off doing I my own you. thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like to meet people, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more in uh, in a little bit. But uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get to the twenty questions game is we just heard from a couple of bands that was the Buzzcocks we heard uh, most recently with Everybody's Happy Nowadays, mm-hmm. and then Wire before that with Surgeon's Girl. Mm-hmm. So I think this is interesting because I think we, we make assumptions about people. We try to put them into uh, categories or we try to uh, not label them, but go, okay, okay, so he likes this or he likes people that. People naturally try to do that. Yeah. They try to, you know, uh, categorize things. And so reading some of your stuff and listening to some of your shows, you know, you talk about punk and you talk about punk pop a lot. So I was like, oh, I'll put together a playlist of, of punk music. Oh, man. Yeah, it's cool. You know, that's nice and all, but it's like, well, maybe that doesn't define him. Maybe he likes other types of music, too. So yeah. I, I think that's always interesting when you kind of 
not make that mistake, but just play the jump to conclusions game a little bit with somebody yeah. you don't know. It's it's a generality I get a lot, but I mean I do I do love punk music, but I, I mainly pop punk. But I mean I listen to a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. and I listen to a lot of um, you know just just different stuff. It's pretty eclectic. Yeah, you know oldies, you know even real pop music, um, and uh, even a little country in there. Nice. Yeah. So I'll listen to whatever as long as it's good. You know, there's bad. There's believe me. There's a lot of bad punk music. There Just is. Like there's a lot of bad everything. Some. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? Most of that. Most of the stuff. The screaming and the yelling and stuff. I'm not gonna really enjoy too much. I prefer more melodic. That's why. You know. Something with a hook. Something with the yeah. melody. Yeah. Okay. Which well, good. I'm which getting would to- immediately uh, get me kicked out of a punk bar any day of the week. Most punk bars. Yeah, most. Not, not this one. Oh, okay. Because this is a punk bar. I get you. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, but let's get to know you a little bit better. So, sure. Rocky, we're going to play a game right now. It's a 20-question game, 20 or so questions. I'm familiar with this game. Okay, so you, instead of saying yes or no, up or down, I change it every week just okay. to be more confusing. So you're going to be playing a game called Mess with the Bull or Get the Horns. All right. Because messing with the bull is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, you may go cow tipping and there might happen to be a bull around. You get the horns. That's not cool. No. Nobody wants that. No. So if you're for something, you say mess with the bull. If you're against something, you get the horns. All right. Okay. Are you ready? follow along. All right. Summer camp. Mess with the bull or you get the horns. I got to say get the horns. I've never been. You never did summer camp as a kid? No, no, no. I wasn't. uh, No, I I was given a skateboard and told to go outside. (laughs) That's great. That was pretty much my summer camp. That was your summer camp. Where'd you grow up? I grew up uh, around here. I was born in I was born in Texas and then kind of raised in Mexico a little bit. And then when we came back to America, I've been in Florida since like 96 or something, 94. Okay, so good solid 20 years or so. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. And you're uh, 27, 28 now. I'm 31. Okay. 31. But yeah, I grew up skateboarding around here, even even literally on this campus. Um, At Rollins College, because it's a great place to skateboard. Uh, Rocky, how do you feel about voicemail? Mess with the bull or get the horns? Get the horns, man. Don't waste my time with that. Send me a text message. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Like we, this is, you know, we, we have uh, evolved past voicemail altogether. Well, you know, it, it works great on podcast because you can send in. Yeah, I know you had Peter from Scotch and Good Conversation yeah. also on PFT Media. Um, he does this thing where you can leave him a voicemail and he'll answer your question or whatever on the show. Oh, he'll play it? Yeah, that's that seems right there to me the only reason to have voicemail oh, because well, every podcasts. voicemail on my phone is someone fidgeting with their phone or like it's in their pocket or something oh you got butt dialed yeah yeah nice all right very good okay mess with the bull or get the horns of zombies mess with the bull man i like zombies you like zombies do you yeah. like them in uh popular culture popular media like what shows do you watch or you know anything what along those lines everybody hated that warm bodies movie but i actually thought it was really cool um, and also I was a walking dead fan until they, they lost me a few seasons in, but I like my zombies nice and slow. I don't like them fast. Fast like, zombies are just horrifying. Yeah. I like, like stupid, slow zombies. I never, I never, I don't understand reanimation at all, yeah. but I think zombies are pretty cool. So, uh, then if you don't understand reanimation at all, how realistic do you think it is just from what you know of it? Um, I don't Are we th- facing a zombie apocalypse in the future? It's not going to be dead bodies. It's going to be almost dead bodies. It's going to oh, be okay. a sickness or a plague or a something that comes airborne, yep. I'm sure, and something from, uh, you know, I don't know, some weird country that we've never heard of that spreads or maybe even radiation or something like that. Who knows? I love it. Uh, speaking of reanimation, how about jerky? 
How do you feel about beef jerky, turkey I jerky? Absolutely love it. Mess with the bull, man. <laughs> Mess with the bull. Mess Literally, with the, I mean, the it's mule jerky. deer. I, that was the best jerky I ever had. Or deer mule. I'm not sure how you say that. That yeah. was the best jerky I've ever had. It was uh, pretty tasty. It was. It, I like it. Like really, really tough. Really tough jerky. I yep. don't like that mushy stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, see, everybody knows the type of jerky you like is the type of person you are. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. All right. Yeah. So that makes a, a lot of sense. How do you feel about, uh, so growing up or spending a lot of time here, uh, last 20, 20 plus years, uh, the beach? Mess with the bull. Mess with the bull. You like going to the beach? I absolutely love it. I try to go once a month with my dog yeah. over to um, the dog beach in New Smyrna. Yeah. I have a great little spot under a palm tree where I'll, I'll sit all day. Nice. I, I, I mess with the bull there. All right. I'll go there and drink two four-packs at least <laughs> and then have someone else drive me home. That's a, the Uber from the beach. That's actually a good, bad business well, idea. Well, my, my girl doesn't drink at all. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's driving. Uh, when you were in school, did you have to learn cursive and how do you feel about Mess cursive? with the bull. Yeah. That's, that's the only, that's the only way that we're going to be able to, and, and I hate to sound like a broken record because I know this argument's been used, but how else are we going to read historical documents? How else are we going to, I no, mean, that's a good point. Yeah. I even read poetry and which, oh, I just, I just outed myself as a poetry reader, but yeah, mess with the bull, man. Cursive are you school. a poetry writer as well? Um, you know what? I wrote a haiku the other day. Did you really? Yeah. I was, I was, I've been um, reading the Tao Te Ching, which is an ancient yeah. Chinese text about kind of how the world works or whatever, and it just means the classic path to enlightenment, sort of roughly translated. Yeah. And I've been reading that a lot. And the other day, something happened, and I wrote a haiku. So you're reading that because you're trying to. What are you trying to do, like as far as your personal development goes? It's been a rough year, yeah. Uh, starting with the suicide of my best friend, ending, you know, just more recently with my mother getting uh, diagnosed with cancer. So it's been it's been uh, kind of rough, and I don't I don't really get depressed. I just kind of seek inner, like what's going on. How do I how do I fix what I can fix? And uh, the what Tao, you can control. Yeah, the Tao Te Ching was given to me by by my brother, who thought I was a little uptight. And when I started reading it, you know, it uh, it helps. So did he give it to you? After everything that happened this year, or did he give it to he you? He gave it a while to me back? just a, just a week ago. Okay, so I'm I'm just I'm just in there. It takes me forever to read a page because it makes you think so so much. Yeah, you know. And but, so, yeah. are you like um, not journaling or anything? But are you keeping like notes? Or are you besides doing this haiku? No, no. I, I honestly, I'll read a page, internalize it. Read a page, internalize it. So it, it takes. It's not like a normal book where I can I can crack through it in a couple of days. Right. I'm, I'm going to take my time on this one. That's very cool. Um, something else we should note about you, Rocky, is, uh, you know, just your philosophy on life. And I think on podcasting is you're always honest. You're always truthful. You're always going to put everything out there yeah. and put it on the table. Yeah. Um, I've said it before um, and I'll probably say it many other times um, with our show, you know, er, er, like our goal is truth mainly through comedy, but irreverence is our vehicle to truth. Right. You know, we're, we're trying to make fun of stuff, but we're also trying to bring it to light. And if, and if I don't know what I'm saying, I'll tell you, I don't know what I'm saying. And if I tell you, believe me, I've read up on this. Believe me, I've read up on it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, um, I, why, why even, why broadcast if you're just going to lie? I mean, you're going to sound like a fool because I'm a bad liar. So if I were, to, I mean, I would get caught if I were trying to sell you something, sell you a bridge somewhere. It, it I'm not very convincing. Well, I think that's that's an interesting point, too, is that if you're, you know, depending on what you're looking for in a podcast, 
uh, go in and realize what you're listening to yeah. as well. Like if you're listening to my show, it's a, you know, kind of more like scotch and good conversation. It's a get to know with a guest. And this is my, my most favorite format. Yeah. It's kind of this easy going, whatever. Um, cause I like his show a lot and I like your show a lot, but my show is a little bit more fast paced and it's a comedy show. So if it's not yeah. funny, if we can't make a joke about it, I don't really want it on there. You're going to keep going or, or move on from something. Believe me, yeah. I'll let you know you're boring the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you not swearing either. Oh yeah. Uh, let's talk about driverless cars, mess with the bull or get the horns, get the horns for another few years until um, they've perfected it. I mean, they say that they have perfected it, but it scares me. It really does. It scares me. But then again, it, the other day, I saw a girl driving with her knee, putting on makeup, yelling into a cell phone, and eating a pub sub all at the same time. I watched her in traffic next to me for a couple minutes till yeah. I could finally get around. And it, uh, I was like, you know what? She could use a Tesla. You know, I, I think it's a good point, though, because we're going to lose the ability to multitask if we do have robot drivers. Mm-hmm. Because, what, yeah. I mean, you know, then you can do one thing at a time. They can concentrate on what you're doing as opposed to this young lady mm-hmm. who might become a super person based on her <laughs> ability to multitask. Imagine her at work, how much she could get done. Oh, she's probably typing with her feet. Typing with her feet, eating, I'm assuming that she has calls. a typing job. That's, that's sexist. Well, everybody, I, everybody uses a computer types. Yeah, so it's yeah. not necessarily she's in the typing pool anymore okay. because it's not the 1950s. Who knows? But. She, could, she could work <laughs> at uh, Orange Julius. Who knows? But, but, yeah, she seemed pretty occupied. But I think once they get it right, they're going to get it right, and it will it'll certainly kill our trucking industry. That is, yeah, no, there's not going to be. going to put a lot of people out of work, which is yeah. why I don't like it. But also, you can't stop change. You know, right. if, if, if man is evolving in this way, then... Let it be so. Well, so for you personally, without any of those considerations, would you, if they've perfected, would you just jump in a car, say, take me here, nah, and then the be horns. able to I'll read? drive a truck till the day I die because I, I need I need to throw stuff in the back of my truck. I do yeah. a lot of physical labor. Um, yeah, I don't need a car. I need a truck, and, right. I'll, and I'll drive it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you feel about sandwiches? Mess with the bull. Just the recently messed with the bull. I didn't like sandwiches for the longest time because I'm not a – I don't like – bread really yeah it's just a lot of you know all filler no killer yeah. i thought i thought okay. but recently right. i've come around what what's changed your mind this is uh, pretty remarkable i want to find out like what was it was it a specific sandwich well Do you, you don't need just white or wheat bread you can get you know honey oat or whatever and as long as you're not overdoing it on the bread and the calories and then it's not a huge deal and it and it's a wonderful vehicle to get uh uh public's chicky tendies in your mouth it's delicious. Put it on a sub, maybe in substitute macaroni and cheese for cheese, you know? Uh-huh. That's a good sub, man. That's a great sub. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I put the nanny peppers on there. It's a good time. Okay, now I'm starving. So this is <laughs> this is perfect. All right. So mess with the bull or get the horns. How do you feel about tiny houses? You know, that entire tiny house movement, the idea of simplifying your life, getting rid of a bunch of stuff, and then you can kind of minimalize. Mess with the bull. Not for me. But uh, oh, get the horns, get the horns for me personally, yeah. but mess with the bull for everybody else. I yeah. think they're cute for lack of a better word. Mm. And they do seem efficient. I can't even lie about that. It seems like something that you would take camping. And, and, and a lot of these are mobile. Yeah. You know? So in, in that regard, I really like it. But uh, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm a big dude. I need to stretch my legs. And you got a lot of are you a bit of a pack rat, too. 
Uh, I was up until recently. I've, I've recently learned how to throw stuff away. Okay. Yeah. So if you could, you know, if you were in a bigger space after you get rid of all this stuff, you were in a bigger space, you could potentially downsize a little bit. And yeah, but I, I still, I mean, if, if I had my way, I'd have a garage and a studio in my house, my own, you know, thing. And so I, I would expand, but I think they're cool. I do. Yeah. They're just not for me. Okay. Uh, I always like to get people's opinions on this. It's uh, Amazon Go, which is their concept store over yeah. in Seattle. They just opened. And the idea is that you walk in, you have to have the app open. You walk in, you get the stuff you want, put it in your bag and walk out. Yeah. Mess with the bull. I got to say, it, it seems efficient. Uh, I mean, it, as long as you've got the app. But what happens if you don't have the app open? So there's still people who work there. So you can't really get into the store without the app. They're going to check to make sure that the app okay. is open. Okay. And so, so you're not just going to have just a guy wander in. And grab yeah, something yeah, yeah. The, it's not going to be just the robot store with nobody there. So there's still going to be jobs. There's still going to be, you know, people I'm not, stock I'm not, I'm not and so stuff worried like about that. that. Yeah. yeah, there's going to have people stocking the shelves, all that. I'm not so worried about that. I was more worried about the um, how can you stop someone from, you know, shoplifting. But if you're saying that there's going to be guards yeah or whatever yeah. then uh yeah mess with the pool i don't i don't know i don't know why that's such a bad idea it, it eliminates that long line that you have to sit in for no reason when technically i mean even if it was scanning it on your phone that seems like a lot easier like beep it's in my cart beep it's in my cart i'm going right so the self-checkout yeah but if yeah. you just put it in your bag and go i mean it seems really easy it seems weird but it seems easy and yeah. i like that was well, a bit of an introvert, like, um, you know, I, I like doing this kind of thing. I like learning and meeting new people in very controlled environments, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to a group setting. Mm -hmm. uh, but afterwards, you know, I may not want to talk to anybody for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm recovering. I'm re-energizing my introversion. And then, Anybody uh, familiar with the Myers-Briggs test that tell, will tell you that my type of personality will zap your, your personality right. dry. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even... It's not even like I mean to, but they say that we get our energy from people, and I do. And you got to realize you're getting your energy from those people. Now they're, they yeah. might need to read yeah. a book afterwards. You may, yeah, they may need to go lay down for a little bit. But yeah, yeah. but the idea is that some days I may not want to talk to even somebody in the checkout line. Like, I love the idea of going in there, getting my stuff, and getting out. Yeah, that is kind of cool. And not having to interact with anybody. And as, and as long as they've got it down, it seems like, uh, it seems like it definitely saves some time, which I like that. Let's talk about uh, storytelling. I'm always curious what people feel about the the sort of cinematic universe movement. Yeah. So put stories out there, but make them, uh, you know, we just had the 19th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they just tried Solo and Star Wars, which I haven't seen yet, mm -hmm. uh, which is unusual for me because anything usually Star Wars I'm going to see first day. Yeah. But uh, how do you feel about cinematic universes as a storytelling? You know what? I don't personally have um a ton of my interests that lie in this world mm -hmm. but i know that when i do uh when i do fall in love with something i want hours and hours of it i can't get enough you know and it could be all right so uh i mentioned the other day that i'm an opie and anthony fan mm -hmm. i recently became an opie and anthony fan and good for me because they have hundreds of hours oh of, yeah of stuff online or yep. youtube or wherever you go and i'm able to just go back in time and watch it all and I can, you know, put the storyline together. Oh, this is when they were mad at each other. Oh, this is what he was talking about in yeah. that last thing. If I listen out of order or whatever. So if I was a DC guy or Marvel guy or whatever, I would want hours of this stuff. And now you have it. 
And if I was into Star Wars, now they're they're keep they're going to keep they're milking gonna, that. Oh, million of them. They're yeah. going to beat that horse until it stops spitting out money, and and that's fine. It's cool, but it, it gives you guys stuff. You know, it's just like how I like No Effects. Well, they have a thousand albums, so it, uh, lucky for me, you know. So in, in that regard, I think it's kind of cool that you can potentially go back forever. Right. You know, I like when um I get into Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and whatever I want to watch has like ten seasons. I'm like, all right, great. This is cool. I can just disappear into this world now. <laughs> and be fully ensconced in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so how do you feel? And I'm curious about how you use this in the podcasting world, but crowdsourcing, like asking people questions, putting it out there on social media and trying to get uh, an opinion or a direction for something, like if you're going to try something new, for example. How do you feel about crowdsourcing and how would you use it? Well, we use it a lot. Um, our show is really fan orient. Like our listener, like I keep saying, like, and I'm gonna hurt myself if I keep doing it. But we ask our listeners a lot for their input. Yeah. Basically, the second half hour of our show is all emails, and we get them from all over the world, and we love answering them. And if I have anything that I'm trying to do, whether it's we're building a new studio right now. Um, I have a new shirt idea, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm asking people, hey, do you like this? I'll put up a poll, whatever. What's your favorite song? What should I play next week on the show? Um, all this stuff is basically directly from our listeners because I don't have to listen to it. They do, you know, or they don't have to. They choose to, which is great. But so I, I like crowdsourcing a lot because not only did it help when um, um, our co-host, uh passed away at the end of last year and um we were able to fully fund his funeral and take care of some bills for his sister who he was survived by and that was all done through word of mouth i had n- i mean really nothing to do with it except for setting up the uh gofundme, GoFundMe yeah. other than that it just spread like wildfire we had local celebrities from here all the way to california we had people uh, donating from other countries and stuff. Bill had a lot of listeners all over the globe and everything was taken care of just through crowdsourcing. Everything, just word of mouth. I, I barely, I, I was really hung up at the time, so I didn't get to speak a lot and people pretty much did this for me. They made it very easy and it, uh, it kind of saved the day mm-hmm. and it kept the show going, you know? So I really like it. I think it's important because it gives people the option. Like it's almost like you're getting to choose how to pay your taxes, you know, like I want all my money to go to education and none of it to go to healthcare or whatever. This is their way to do that. Like, okay, I don't want, if I'm going to spend my money, I want it to go right here. And this is why. And that, and so right. I like that a lot because you get to, you get to choose what to do. And also it, uh, it lets us know that you're behind us. Yeah. Great. Well, that's perfect. Let's leave it at that for now. Uh, that was perfect. So Rocky, I feel like I got to know you a little bit better. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the podcast and how cool. you approach it. Uh, I'm curious about your... Basically, you're just here for me to steal ideas from. I can do that. For I can my own that. podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Uh, let's listen to some... We're going to hear from Iggy Pop and the Dickies right now on WPRK. Right. Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Eating. Walking. Weather. The restroom. What do all of these things have in common? Right. They can all mess up your clothes. And your clothes are literally the most important things you wear on a day-to-day basis. 
As much as we'd like, we can't replace eating, walking, weather, and the restroom with something less dangerous to our appearance. Guess what? We have a solution to this terrible problem. Turnabout is the first company on the planet that manufactures clothes as stylish as they are reversible. You will literally be wearing your clothes inside out, ready to do the old switcheroo in case something untoward happens. Turnabout clothes look exactly the same in either configuration, and they are manufactured with a space-age polymer that prevents liquids or puddings from soaking through. Get sized at toacertaindegree.com. The Dickies on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. You Drive Me Ape, You Big Gorilla, <laughs> was the name of that song. I'm not just talking to my guest, Rocky Soka, from the <laughs> What's the Fuss podcast. And before that, we heard from Iggy Pop with New Values. Iggy Pop is the coolest. He's, re- I mean, again, I think that, you know, the music, if you really delve into it, uh, not only with the Stooges, but his other stuff, but then the fact that he's still alive yeah. is pretty neat. He kind of looks like if you could... If you could further dehydrate a California raisin, yeah, he kind of looks like one of the California raisins, even, de- even more dehydrated. Raisiner, yeah, even raisiner, yeah. yeah. His his belly, which he's always got out, is the most tan, leathery surface yep. on the face of the earth. I'm pretty sure that's what they sharpen barber blades with. No, that's if he's ever around and they need uh, barber blades sharpened. You know, he can. And Probably on that belly. Yeah, yeah, no abs. It's just one big round muscle right. over it. So yeah, weird. no, when you go, when you get past the 12 ab, the 12 pack to mm-hmm. single ab, you've just achieved enlightenment. <laughs> ab enlightenment. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Rocky Soak, as I mentioned, what's yeah. the FUD? What's the Fuss podcast? What's the FUD works too? What's the FUD? And it's just about, you know, Looney Tunes. Yeah. That would be great. I love it. That sounds like a great show. We should do that. That's the only podcast I think I don't know that there already is one. It seems like there's a podcast about everything right now except for Elmer Fudd, which is a shame. Which it, he's the Underrated best. character. He's the best. What's the fuss podcast.com is where you can find out more information. Yeah, or pftmedia.com. Yep. That also works. Search for it on iTunes and Google Play and please subscribe and listen to it if it's your jam. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, sort of finding your voice for podcasting and for broadcast. Let's just call it broadcast because that's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. I mean, you're still doing essentially well, the, the end same thing. game, you know, would be to to take it in, in bigger, better places. We just got on the podcast radio network, which is great, which has gave it, given us some out of state listeners or mm-hmm. whatever, because Orlando's flooded. The market is flooded. There's a, a lot, lot of podcasts yeah. here. Some of them good. Some of them bad. Some of them great. Um, so it becomes a chore. To, Where am I on that scale? To a good. Certain, well, see, here's the thing. Oh yeah, no, you're a great show. You really oh, okay, are. Good. You're a great show. But I think I don't. I don't know if it can be considered podcast. You're actually on the radio. You're you're where That's we're trying true. to get one day. Yeah. So I'm doing it in reverse. Yeah. I'm on the radio and then I'm I turn it into a podcast. And you know what? You're not the only one. I'm not going to give anybody else credit where, where credit's not due. But uh, you're not the only one that's gone in that in that. Uh, What's it called in that order? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's what I would have done. But actually, I don't know. I think a little bit of um, practice before somebody before you hit the real airwaves yeah. might be good. Maybe not. Maybe uh, a generally good idea. So this is you know one of the things that I love about radio and I love about podcasting. So it's really translated to mm-hmm. that. Is I I started out at University of Florida mm-hmm. and I flunked out. 
And oh. I went over to Daytona Beach Community College okay. before it was Daytona that, State. You, what, what year? Uh, this was 92. Oh, geez. yeah. So this was before you were born, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I was born in 87, but so, I, I know that back in the day, uh, Daytona Beach was Daytona Beach Community College, which is a little rough. It, it it was a lot like being in high school again. Yeah. And I didn't really enjoy high school. I wasn't one of those kids who really l- liked or enjoyed high school on any level. So I, I didn't last there. And I ended up at Embry-Riddle. I really liked that. I really found a little bit of my voice there because I was really good at math and I was really good at teaching people math. Okay, cool. And there were a lot of pilots over there that needed to learn math. So I worked in the math lab and I was like king of this Worked domain. in a math lab, not... Yeah. Math. Yes, math M-A-T-H. Lab. Yes. yes, sorry. I, they shouldn't call it a math lab. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is math is what I, although it was my favorite subject, I struggled with it because, in, especially in high school, I did not care yeah. I, about school at all. I ended up dropping out to go to college, and I did well in college, but I hated high school, just like you said, and I didn't care if it didn't have skateboards or, like, wheels or if it wasn't a girl, I didn't care about it. But yeah. I like math because it stands up for itself and it can prove itself, you know? I like that about it. It wasn't like it some was definite. You know, there was no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a, any number of ways to write an essay, philo- philosophy mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, history and all of that stuff. But math was. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about it, it was a puzzle I could solve. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, it was it, it wasn't what I excelled at, but I, I always liked it the most. Uh, ended up at UCF and volunteered at the radio station over there. And that was the first time I felt, you know, a different kind of confidence that I'd never felt. What were you doing on the radio? Uh, News, a little bit of sports. And then I started talking. I started DJing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you weren't just sweeping up. No, no, I, I probably should have started there, but yeah, I started on the air and no, that's cool. volunteering, that's really cool. writing stuff for the news and then eventually recording stuff and then going live. So I remember the first time I went live on the air and everything. So you know your voice a little bit. It, you know, it it's, takes a I, while. I, I think it's important to, uh, for anybody, I would say, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is to go out and just get on your computer or get on your phone and record something and try it, right? Yeah. Like there's no wrong way to do that. So what was your entry point into doing this? Did you just wake up one day and say, we're going to do What's the Fuss podcast? Or was it, uh, it, was it an evolution into What's the Fuss? You know what? It was, a, it was a rocky, for lack of a better word, start. Um, Steve Etchy, who is the producer on my show, has been podcasting for a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, longer than Tom and Dan. Um, he's been doing it forever. He invited me on a show of his called Answer Pants, and this was a long time ago. I really liked it. I think I did well. Where they had a lot of dead air and stuff like that, I could go on for hours. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could podcast all day. I really could. I could just read the news and, and make fun of it back, you know. So I started doing that and fell in love with it. And then what I didn't know is they were breaking up behind the scenes. The, the, the Answer Pants was coming to a close. Oh, okay. Edgy would then have a lot more free time, and Bill and I, my old co-host, um, he was hilarious. Like, legitimately, he was really funny. And we had a uh, charity called Planks for Nothing where we would give free skateboards to kids. We'd just take in donations and give them back to the kids at the skate park. Well, it ended up being shoes and clothes and food and all this other stuff, and we would drive around giving it to the homeless. We'd spend our Saturdays doing that, and we would listen to other podcasts, you know, some some local, some far away. And I got to realize that Bill was funnier than all of that. And I could turn the radio off and listen to this guy. 
And all I had to do was set him up with a nice lofty softball, and he could knock it out of the park every day. Hey, time. what do you think about this? Or, hey, did you read about... And yeah. he, he could make it hilarious, and so could I, so could Etchy. So eventually, What's the Fuss started out as something else, and then I, di- I didn't... It, F-U-S was going to stand for something else that I can't say on the radio. And then it just turned into WTF, the what's the fuss thing. But there's already another WTF podcast sure. out there. But ours, it, it just, it ran with, I hate the name. I really hate the name of the show. But now there's nothing you can do. It's kind of like Green Day and Blink-182. They don't like their names either, but right. You're that's stuck who they it. are now. Yeah. So after three years, that is what it is. And we just, we are what's the fuss. And and it rolls off the tongue, which is nice. And, it, and it's got a little ring to it, WTFP, you know, all that stuff. But other than that, you know, it took forever. It was a very choppy evolution to get to, but here we are. And our early stuff doesn't sound anything like what we do now. Right. But somehow our listener base has transcended with us and they've grown with us. So let me ask you this real quick, because there's there's another point I wanted to make about sort of finding your voice and, uh, you know, becoming the, forever, the person yeah. you are right now. But what would be a good entry point for people who want to start listening to What's the Fuss? So I know in Orlando Weekly... Last year, a bunch of local podcasts, I think it was last year, were uh, profiled. Yeah. And they had a, you know, start with this episode. I think it was 34 for you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had an answer. Okay. Um, yeah. That must, so, have been, that must have been a good one at the time. I don't remember. Like, now I like 64 because Bill and I were having a really fun time on that show. Yeah. We were making fun of something was happening in politics. Um Wait, and stuff happens in politics? Stuff happens like in politics. Like all the time? All the, pretty much every wow, day now. Okay. Yeah, weekly, there's something to make fun of. <laughs> and I forget what it was that week, but we just had a ball uh, going back and forth with each other because we have very different political ideas, Bill and I. Um, the, show even, the show now is even more diverse with our new guy, Rye. But if I was going to say start with something, I would say with the last few shows that we've done and go backwards. Mm-hmm. That's how I would enjoy it, especially because... Going back now to episode 40 or 34 or whatever, those topics aren't even, they're not topics anymore. Well, yeah, so you keep it a lot more topical than a lot of shows do that are, yeah. that are podcasts. So you're talking about current events and things like that. Usually so. we're making fun of something that we saw in the news. Right. Again, the whole idea is to be funny. So when we, yeah, most of the time there's plenty every week, which is why it's great because it's evergreen content for us. There's never not going to be something that we can make fun of. Yeah. You know, we have... I mean, we have got just ma- at least a few more years of material right on the, just right here, ready for the take. It's low hanging fruit, but I'm hungry, you know, <laughs> uh, but we could, we could continue on like this forever. And also with the emails or whatever from our, yeah, from our yeah, content, yeah, yeah. which we just started doing the emails this year and we give out koozies and stickers and whatever, which I, I do have some for you in the, in the truck. Oh, but, thank you. With that, we can keep it evergreen. So if you listen to the last one, it's going to make more sense than the last week and then the last week and then the sure. last week. So if Roseanne or President Trump or Hillary or somebody does something stupid, it's which be happens all the time, we, we are there to make fun of it. And whether it's right, left, or in between, it doesn't even have to be political. We're going to make fun of it. Well, and you're going to have what I liked about your show, and I was listening to the most recent one, is you're going to have some inside jokes, right? You guys have been together for a while, especially you and Etchy, and then the the new guy I think has only been there for uh, He started at episode 105, basically yeah. this year. Because, okay. uh, yeah, Bill passed away very late last year. And when we came back this year, we auditioned a few people, and Rye just got it. Yeah. And he's very informed. 
So it makes my workload a lot, you know, less. I'm like, okay, you tell me what I need to know, and then I'll decide from there, you know. Nice. Well, you're also, um, so you've got some inside jokes and stuff, but you're also, like, you're, you're queuing up the stories. Sure. And sure. You're, you're giving some background on it. So it's not like you necessarily need to go back in order to understand what's no, happening. No, we, we try not to do the inside jokes too much. The only thing, the only inside joke that we really throw around is we, uh, our listeners call themselves, I didn't start this, but our listeners call themselves pups because of a story that Rye had back in eighth grade where they took their R movie away. So the kids all decided to get in a puppy pile. And that was basically just a sleeping bag with all of them. And so we call our listeners pups. That's the only <laughs> that's the only inside joke that reoccurs. And that's only because the listeners will go, hey, pups, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I don't I, we don't talk about it a lot, but it, it gets brought up. Got it. Got Other it. than okay. that, I don't I don't I'm not really a fan of inside jokes because I listen to so many podcasts and I listen to them very infrequently. Right. And when they do that, yeah, it's tough. So, so if they have a guest on that I like, boom, I'll go. I have some that I listen to no matter what they do. Yeah. Um, but like Joe Rogan or something like that, you can't listen to everyone. And so if he had inside jokes that he was talking about on the last show, I'm not going to know. Yeah. No, that, that so tends to turn people off, I think, more than uh, because there's you're going to have your loyal listeners that are going to listen to every episode. But, you know, you're going to have uh, for me, I have, you know, almost an ADD when it comes to any kind of content, whether it's music or anything else. Yeah. And so I'm going to skip around. Yeah. What's your favorite part? What's your favorite thing to do? Uh, Ask on, questions, play music. What, which one Which one do you like the most? On my show? Yeah. I like, you know, it's interesting because in when you're playing music, you get to talk about other stuff too, mm-hmm. right? And you get to have a different conversation than when, so if you have a good rapport with somebody, yeah. then when the music's playing, you're having a completely different conversation. Yeah, so, not everything needs to go on the air. Yeah. Right. So going back to, to finding my voice, this is a way for me to, to network with people. This is a way, and I appreciate you actually reaching out to me to come sure, on the show. Sure. Well, I like the show. Um, and so the idea here is that I get to know people, I get to learn from them. So it's really, this, this entire show is for an audience of one, and if other people get something out of it, fantastic. I, I really like that. That's, that's probably the best way to go. Because yeah. honestly, if you're, if you're trying to make other people, you'll never make other people happy. No. So trying to is an endless pursuit of happiness to which you will not win that race. Right. It won't happen. So you might as well just say, listen, I'm doing what I'm doing. And if people dig it, that's cool. Because if you, if you're trying to make other people happy, you'd spend all day, you know, and you'd have to change a million things and do a million things. And it's never going to sound authentic. Well, let me ask you this, because normally I would ask, you know, how would you give advice to somebody who maybe want to start a podcast? And since we're both podcasters, I'm actually writing an audio book on that right now. Oh, I was going to say, we don't want any more podcasts out there uh, <laughs> because then they're competing with us and they're probably, you know, in my case, they'll be better for well, sure. See, I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for healthy competition. There are a lot of awful podcasts in this town and that's fine. And I'll do those shows and I'll, uh, you know, go on and, and whatever and, and be buddies. But I, I like, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll just be like, I'll, I'll normally I'll make a joke. Actually, I will I won't. If I like the show, I'll call it bad. And if I don't, I'll call it good. Basically. I, like I go on this show, funny to informing all the time. And when I talk about it on my show, I'll just be yeah. like, his show sucks. Check it out. But in reality, it's a great <laughs> show, you know? Nice. Nice. Well, I can't wait to hear what you say about my show and no, try really to decipher. Like uh, what you mean, but but I'm for the healthy competition. Well, let's talk about finding your voice, though, okay. because I think this was an exercise for me in, in doing that. Right, like mm-hmm. in terms of getting more comfortable and talking to people and doing all that stuff. What was it for you that that really helped in terms of finding 
your perspective. I mean, you already have your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to translate that. Being because, able to vocalize your thoughts, is, yeah. it, it becomes a real chore. Um, it really does, especially when I started. I was not a podcaster. I had been on five shows total before I started my own, which is not good. That's not what I would recommend. I would recommend running the gambit, doing you know some of the shows in town. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a local comedian or an artist or whatever you're doing, if you're just a guy that talks, it's going to be a little hard. That's what I was. You know, I was sort of a comedian, but I never had been on stage, you know, a, a couple open mics, but I was not known as a comedian. I'm also not a musician. My show interviews comedians and musicians and politicians. I'm not any of those things. So I was just a guy talking. So I had to build it from the ground up, and it really sounded awful. If you go back and listen to the first few shows, I absolutely hate them. Mm. I'm, I'm embarrassed. But... I like how you still put them out there, though. Like, I'll cut stuff. I'll maybe, if there's no, a show man. that's really questionable, I'll be like, oh, I don't maybe. edit anything. I've edited yeah. a few things, and that's because local personalities have said something that, like, and you got to catch it immediately because once we, once the show's done, yeah, Etchy adds the music and it goes on, on the air, online. Um, so there is no real editing. So we've, we've only had to do that a few times, but... When, when you're, so you're just cutting out pieces and parts, though. When, basically, when if you say about. a horrible sentence and it has to do with your work, we'll cut out that little sentence and then we'll add <laughs> maybe a fart noise, and then that's all you're getting. Yeah, because oh, we don't edit. We don't edit much at all. If we did, we'd have to edit the whole show because you know we have to re- redact or I'm sorry, retract statements that will be like, oh, last year that was uh, our last week we. Didn't so know what this, we were and then, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out, yeah, this is actually the case. So we've had to do that a couple times. No apologies, though, ever. But when you're finding your voice, and it, and it took me forever, I'm still doing it. I'm still figuring it out. I had to, I had to throw away so many good ideas, quote unquote, good ideas before I found out the current, right? The current, uh, you know, way that we do the show. And still, that may move. You know, right now I've got Rye doing news stories during the week. And sometimes he'll start in with a news story and be like, you know what? Screw that. Let's move on to this because this is funny. That's not. So we still we still do that now. You know, well, what I like about that, too, is it it makes it more like a conversation between friends as opposed to uh, almost like a work or planned out thing, an overly planned thing where, you, okay, we have to get through this and we have to get through this. We have to. But you're like you're you're the audience surrogate, right? Yeah. Like you're listening for them on well, their behalf. You, I, I've noticed that if I have a plan, it'll never work out, and I'll just be disappointed. So I'll, I'll have a sort of I'll have I'll have ideas lined up. If we get done talking about this, we can jump to this. Yeah. But if I go well uh, by 15 minutes 30, I need I I want to yeah yeah in, yeah. In, in We're physical. gonna do exactly two minutes on this, and that yeah. will never work. And and <laughs> you're only setting yourself up not just for failure, but for a lame show. And now you're gonna sound like one thing that I I don't like about one of my favorite shows. I listen to a lot of uh, stuff on the left and a lot of stuff on the right, and then I sort of make my own opinions or whatever and i do listen to this show louder with crowder and one thing that i hate is that they always stop their interviews to go to some commercial where they're not even selling anything they're just doing some silly thing to promote their own show i'm already watching your show you don't need to promote your own show on your show about your show and now you've stopped a great interview just to do something silly and and then what you come back and you're looking for words when you just had you know Dean Kane or Nigel Farage or, or, you know, somebody on that was actually worth talking to. And now, you know, I remember one time they stopped an interview with Larry Elder and it was a great one. 
And then they just stopped and they went to themselves like dancing or something. And I was like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to kill the dance party that I planned for a second hour. Good. Uh, let me ask you this, though. I mean, doing this for three years now, right? Um, almost. Almost uh, three years. Around in February, it'll be three years. So we, Okay, yeah. two and a half. Yeah, um, is the the Rocky from two and a half years ago versus the Rocky now? Um, like you're going out there and you're looking for um, uh, advertisers and sponsors, yeah. and you're asking people to uh, to prov- uh, to buy T-shirts and do stuff like that. Yeah, is, are you a different person having doing that? Having been doing this for two and a half years, is, you find that. Like I don't two and a half years ago, I would imagine you could walk up to somebody and talk to them about anything. Yeah. But do you feel like you have more confidence? You have more ability? Like after doing this for two and a half years, what's your big takeaway? It's not exactly confidence or ability. What ha- my whole personality has changed. A few years ago, um, I was in and out of jail. Um, I was up to a lot of nefarious activities, stuff that I had no business doing, thinking I was a tough guy. And it was not working out. With the podcast, I have something to focus my energy on. It it's positive. It, it you know it's it's a good use of my time. And I'm pretty much ashamed of the the person that I was before. But it was really just way too much energy and nowhere to go with it. Um, you know that mixed with you know my ideological ideological beliefs, I I, I wasn't going to be held down. This is a way for me to be unencumbered with. There's no boss. There's no anything. It's all on me, which at the end of the month can be a little scary when the bills come. Yeah. But when it works out, you're very excited. Yeah. Nobody tells us what to do or when or what anything. We, we get to do it. So it was a way to me, way for me to stay weird, but really get some, some composition to my some life. Some structure, yeah. Yeah, some structures. It's great. And now, um, now I'm... I'm boring. I would bore the heck out of myself from a few years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. That, I'm glad that this is uh, this is here for me because I was not a great guy. I yeah. was I was funny and I was interesting, but I was not a good person. And now I feel like I'm trying to be a better person. You well, know, I'm I really, glad I met you now. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I don't think you'd be impressed. I don't think anybody is impressed with me if they met me three, four years ago. All right. I was a little dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's leave it at that. Why don't we play? Uh, we're already at the end of the first hour. All right. Rocky, I'm a joy to talk to. It goes by really quickly. Yeah, it is. I, I like this, man. Yeah. I really do. I'm having fun. All right, good. Well, let's play a couple of songs, and then uh, we'll come back with some bad business ideas. So hold your enthusiasm until you get to that segment. We'll All see right. how that goes. Uh, let's listen to Fear with Let's ha- Let's Have a War. All right. That seems appropriate for a Monday morning, and you're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Bidbus. What's better than a cheap ride share? How about one where you don't know the destination? Bidbus works just like Lyft, but with a healthy dose of eBay. Your drop-off is auctioned off, so you're delivered to the highest bidder. Will it be your house? A coffee shop? A timeshare presentation? Just remember... You have the option to outbid them, so everyone wins. Well, mainly we win. We always win. Bidbus, helping businesses capture new customers. Ah, uh, maybe capture isn't the right word here? Well, download the app at toacertaindegree.com. McCluskey on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. 
This is the second hour of To a Certain Degree, so it's it's going by very quickly because I have a very special guest every week, and this week is no exception. Rocky Soka is here. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. I what? love that song. Oh, yeah, it was a good song. So that was To Hell With Good Intentions. We heard from the Dead Kennedys before that. That was When You Get Drafted. And then way back before the break, uh, before the commercial break, we heard from Fear, Let's Have a War. Why not? I like saying it like a little bit lightheartedly because I feel like that's, yeah. let's have a war. Why? We're going to anyways, right? Yeah, probably yeah. eventually. Rocky Soka from the What's the Fuss podcast. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, check out the What's the Fuss podcast. What's the, f- man, <laughs> I'm trying to say it fast and I do this with my own show too. It's so it's not, it's not personal in any way, shape or form. What's the Fuss podcast on PFT Media in Orlando, Florida. Just look up What's the Fuss <laughs> wherever you find podcasts yep, wherever and we're. wherever you listen to things. We're on apps that I didn't even know and I know they don't have permission to be selling ads, but they're doing it anyways. <sighs> I'm glad someone's getting rich off my show that's great even if it's not me great good for them well this is the time to talk about stuff like that because this is a bad business idea so let me play let me play you the song sure because we have a thong a A thong we have a thong is it the thong song (laughs) bad business ideas it's time to pick just one it's gonna be totally legal we hope it won't hurt anyone, so come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. They're like Betamax and QR codes had a baby, and that baby grew up and started Enron. Just a reminder, so I'm going to pitch two ideas. Two. And you're going to pick one. And just by being on the show, I don't know if you read this in the writer of the contract, which was just an email that I sent you, which was very small. Uh, print at the bottom that was actually white print, so you couldn't read it all that easily unless you selected it. You're legally obligated to whichever one you pick yes. you think is the strongest idea okay. to actually run with it. Okay. So I feel like you have, you're in a perfect position to do that. You have hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh, so yeah. you'll be able to find the funding for it. You'll be able to, uh, no to do it. You have plenty of time on your hands. We can expedite this as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to your bad business ideas, uh, you know, podcast-related ideas. We talked a little bit about what would make a good podcast. We had What's the FUD Yes, earlier, that would be great. Uh, about Elmer Fudd or maybe all of the Looney Tunes. I don't know that you could do a lot about just Elmer Fudd. My maybe producer you, wanted to do a podcast just about Friends. The, 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 the TV show? The TV show Friends. Like for every episode you do an ep- a podcast? I assume so. I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't imagine watching more than a few episodes. But Do you have that? Come, do you have people come up to you and go, oh, you know it would be a good idea for a podcast? It has happened. Yeah. But m- what happens more often is people will be like, oh, you have a podcast. Man, you should, you should have me on. And I'll uh, be like, yeah, yeah, what do yeah. you do? do you, uh, are you a musician? Do you have a show coming up? Are you, you a comedian that we can maybe, you know? Have you yeah. in and, you know, and promote a show or are you funny or of, interesting or yeah, in any way, shape or form? Radio yeah. personalities and comedians yeah. and uh, even professional, uh, you know, BMXers and skateboarders and, you know, all this stuff like that. But just to, like there's a lot of shows in town and they'll just have a guy on or like a neighbor or something like that. Sure. I can't have that. Yeah. I just really can't. I'm not going to sit there and mess with dead air with this dude that doesn't know how to work a microphone or it's just there's there's too much talent in orlando to just have on a- anybody you know 
not that it's so selective. It's really not. I'm not trying to make it sound that way. But even my friends, they'll be like, oh, man, you should you should let me in there. I'm just going to you're just going to breathe. It's already hot in there. Yeah. You know, you're just a mouth breather. You're not coming on the show. So <laughs> I thought of rude. Here's some other ideas that I had for you. A podcast of people coming up with podcast ideas. OK, that's, that's kind of what we're doing now. That's exactly it. Yes. I like but that. a podcast of just that. I like you know that. would be great is Elmer Fudd or Friends or that sort of thing. It's sort of like 30 Rock. They're doing a show about doing a show. Right. You know, the, exactly. It's, I, I like that. No, I, I could do that all day, almost like a shark tank of, of podcasting. The other one that I wanted to do is more seasonal, like a serial where they just focus on one thing for 12 episodes or whatever. Yeah. But it would be about, uh, it would be fan fiction, but about 80s bands. Like, what happened to Huey Lewis and the news? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, oh, and you could, you could go back... Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, sort of a where are they now? Yes, but fictionalized. So, like, Huey Lewis and the news had a falling out, and now they're against each other. Oh, and you make up your own? Yeah, oh, 100%. Okay, I like, like that, too. The news is after him, and he's on the run at, for maybe <laughs> because they he didn't pay them enough or something like that, or maybe even more nefarious reasons. No, I like that a lot. I like a podcast that, you know, uh, oh, sorry, do you remember Heavy Metal Parking Lot? No. Okay, heavy metal parking lot is the best thing in the entire planet. Okay. It is almost as good as families fighting at Chuck E. Cheese on YouTube. It goes up there with instant karma or babies falling off bikes. It is it goes up there in like my favorite thing to watch on YouTube. Heavy metal parking lot. It's exactly what it sounds, only it's from the eighties. And they go around to Alice Cooper shows and Guns N' Roses and just you name it. Um, and they're out in the parking lot. Yeah, they're out in the parking lot of these shows where all these uh, not hippies, but these metal fans or whatever are in the parking lot doing drugs and drinking Jack Daniels and out of their Camaros and T-tops and stuff like that. And they are the funniest people on the planet. This is way before Twitter, Instagram, anything. These people are just pure, pure personality. Yeah. They're, there's nothing made up. There's not one dull moment. And it's exactly what you think. These screwed up people from the 70s and 80s just waiting to go to a show and they're blitzed out of their mind and they're on camera for the first time ever you can tell and it does and they're not, not thinking get, this is going to get seen by anybody because they don't know anybody or they it, don't have internet it it doesn't get any better clear your schedule <laughs> it is so fun because you're going to get into a little k-hole of it you know almost like you can't watch the first episode of scrubs without going to the next one yeah you're, you're gonna you're gonna like what you see you're gonna find something nice rocky may i call you rocky yes please great uh, Rocky, when you were a kid, how many television stations, how many channels were there? Oh, one Nickelodeon. Yep. Then a later on MTV. And but then, so they started, you know, when I was a kid, it was 13 channels or less than that. And then they started adding them, you know, 50, 100. I remember there, having 13. I remember having the TV that you had to click, 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 click. Yeah. And there was, it started at two and it ended at 13, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so and it was only the broadcast channels. You could find your Saturday morning cartoons. You could find your news or whatever. And I remember we had this, uh, uh, pardon my expression, ghetto um, uh, satellite dish. And we could get a, a, just one channel from Japan. And it was all just <laughs> wacky game shows. Just That's wacky awesome. game shows. Like you, you reach your hand in a hole and like feel your father's butt or whatever. And you have to, is it a moldy orange? Is it my dad's butt? Like these weird, weird things. Man, my dad's butt was one of my favorite shows. My dad's butt was a great show. Yeah. That'd be another great podcast. Yeah, just no, a, we should go back and do that. There's a, there is a podcast out there called um, My Dad Wrote a Porno. And it's about that. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. I actually haven't heard it, but I assume. But the channels grew and they got more specialized, right? Yes, so sir. you had the broadcast channels that were trying to be everything to everyone. And then you had the specialized channel. You had the nature channels, which mm -hmm. somehow ended up with a lot of reality TV. You had the music channels, yeah. which are now all reality TV. And you had the sports channels now, which are pretty much just people yelling at each other. Yes. Millionaires. You can say what you want about the quality of the channels, but the idea is valid. Rather than trying to do everything for everyone, you specialize, right? Yeah. You find a niche or sure. niche. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Uh, well, I think the correct the correct uh, correct pronunciation. It's ironic that I stumble over that word. I think it's niche, but everybody says niche. And yeah. I went to business school, and they said niche, 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 and I was All like, right. okay, so cool. it's a niche. Yeah. We get nichey yeah. with it. Uh, let's take that logic and apply it to something that isn't specialized right now. Something I'm very fond of, and they had a big pay-per-view last night. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Wrestling. Wrestling. Okay, yeah. well, wonderful. It's the same as it ever was. You know, you have different characters, and you have different things going on, but I really want to specialize it along the lines of the specific television channel. So this is idea number one, is we take professional wrestling, and we specialize it. So we would have ETW, Extraterrestrial Wrestling. Okay. So that would be like the sci-fi channel of wrestling. Star Wars versus Star Trek, Xenomorphs versus Avatar, okay. cage matches, and zero gravity. I, all right, I like this. Have you already, there is a, um, a faction of MMA yep. where people put on, I mean, they have gladiator gear, but they also have like superhero gear. No. And if you look on right now YouTube, you can find Spider-Man versus Superman versus Robin versus somebody else. Like MMA? MMA. It's That's legit great. MMA. And two guys will beat up on one guy first, and then they'll go at it with each other. And, like, it's kind of like that um, that Russian style of MMA where there's teams. Yeah. It'll be like five against five or six against six or whatever, but they have this actual MMA with good fighters using jiu-jitsu and actual kickboxing, and they're dressed in Spider-Man costumes. Is the Russian version of MMA, is that just the purge? <laughs> I like, think so. You survive, maybe? Yeah. You can, like, bring your own weapons to Russian yeah. MMA. I've yeah. seen them with broomsticks and glass bottles. There's DIYWF, the Home Improvement Wrestling Network. <laughs> so you would have a match, the wrestlers would have a match in the house, demolish it, and then they would help you figure out how to make some more room. Oh, it'd be so put good. Put up the backsplash in your kitchen and that stuff would be like great. that. I would, I would really enjoy that. I would yep. like to, well, see, my wrestlers are old old school now. I like Stone Cold, uh, Steve Austin, sure. and The Rock, and just imagining imagining them trying to figure out tile patterns. And, that would and, be amazing. You know, this carpet's good, and this is just for heavy traffic areas and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Stone Cold spilling his beer on the new carpet. Right, or I somebody like gives them a suplex into the carpet <laughs> just to see what it's like. Oh, uh, this couch has great suplex on it. Boom. I love. Uh, yeah, no, we're on to something here. HMW would be the historical match wrestling. Uh, this one is neat because it matches up uh, wrestling and learning. Okay. So, like, all of the stuff, you know, wrestling isn't just about the match. It's about the beef and the promos the and history, all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that goes into it. So if we could actually take historical figures and they wrestle, but then they also learn about why they're fighting. So Napoleon, why did he hate the Duke of Wellington and vice versa? Hmm. Like, how did that all this come be about? A great time to for them to hash that out they sort of do this on epic rap battles of history are you familiar yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah they sort of do that so you might get your um your shakespeare versus edgar Allan poe right you could get um you know stephen king versus oh wait that was dr seuss i believe so there's there's this stephen already, king versus dr seuss yeah stephen do they king, not like each other uh well i don't know but i know that they had basically they had a 
epic rap battle. They oh, certainly okay, did. gotcha. And it was pretty cool. But that, that's sort of what they're doing. They're explaining a little bit of who they are and why they are. Right. And they're going at it, you know, tit for tat. I like so that. So in the 80s, you know, uh, we had the Cold War. And a lot of people yes, like did. trying to understand that now is like it's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. We have a different kind of Cold War going on. But we had that personified with Hulk Hogan and Nikolai Volkov, right, okay. in the wrestling world. Yeah. As stand-ins for the United States and Russia, what if we could just have Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev? That would be great. Actually, in the wrestling ring, but then they're cutting the promos leading up to it, and we learn about the Cold War and stuff Man, like that. You could go on forever with that one. I really, truly believe it. That okay. would be great. Hitler versus Stalin would be awesome. That's just idea number one. Okay. Okay. So specialized niche wrestling. Leagues. Niche wrestling, like it. Okay. Second idea. This one hits a little closer to home. Affordable housing is a big problem in the U.S., especially in Orlando. So yeah. they had, I think there were 80 new low-cost units going up, and they had something like 1,000 people apply for them for these 80 spaces. It was something ridiculous like yeah, that. Orlando Maybe I don't have growing. my numbers. No, it's growing uh, right, exponentially. I'm trying to figure out, like, how do we underwrite the cost of large housing developments so that they're not as expensive, right? It's just expensive to, to build them, and yeah. obviously builders want to make some money off of it. So I've got an idea. It's called Stick and Stone. And all large, all large housing developments have one thing in common. They use a lot of concrete. Yeah. What's all that concrete good for? Hiding things. Okay. So Stick and Stone, what it's going to do is allow you to put something in there, no questions asked. So just based on weight. So you're going to, we're going to be, you know, on this day, we're going to be putting down concrete. If you have something to bring in, whether it's stuff that, you know, evidence that you have uh, uh, extorted money from a people. A gun with a body on it. It may be a, uh, yeah, so it might be a carpet with a body-shaped lump in it. We're just going to weigh it, and we're going to put it in the concrete, and it's going to be gone forever. Hmm. It's not so, going to be gone forever. It's just sitting evidence. Sure, but it's <clears> going to be in the concrete. It's going to be relatively, and then we're going to build housing units on top of but it. But you know concrete is porous, and it's going to let in moisture and air, which is going to, that body is going to decompose. I'm not saying there's a body in there. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's going to stink up the joint something awful. Look, I mean, we're probably already putting it on some sort of burial ground anyway. I heard that the the Great Wall of China has a lot of bodies in there that they would just put encase the body in the in the concrete that they had and just continue on and i go. imagine it, it creates a weak spot in the wall somewhere it, you know what it could yeah but it <laughs> underwrites the cost of the housing development more affordable housing like and again it. it's not bodies i mean obviously that would be super illegal but we're just doing it by weight so like if you that. have something to get rid of you're on to something you want to get you want to put it in there you are on to something so yeah so that's stick and stone and again, you're also decluttering, right? Like you're just getting rid of things. Maybe you don't want to put it in the landfill. Just an old record collection. Sure. Anything. Anything. All your old rollerblades. May and incriminate you or <laughs> that no longer brings you joy. All Let's just stuff, put it that way. All the stuff that now ends up on Trash Island. Are you familiar with Trash Island? Trash Island all in the old, Pacific? Yeah. Oh, your old three times t-shirts. the size of France. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so big. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know, everything that would go there can now just build homes for the less fortunate. It'd be great. That's exactly right. Stick and stone. It's sort of like how they chop up, uh, you know, old shoes and stuff like that and turn them into foam mats for yeah. uh, children at playgrounds. Yeah. That's great. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> That's identical <laughs> to this. Oh, man, I really like the idea. Okay. Really do. Well, you have a choice now. Stick and stone or themed wrestling leagues. 
Rocky, what are you going to pick? What do you think is the strongest here? Honestly, I think themed wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Not only could it go, I mean, Stick and Stone could go on forever. I like that. But I think Stick and Stone is providing a service that I think is really going to be more detrimental to people in the long run. Mm. I think making their house out of old rollerblades and stuff like that is probably not to their uh, to their advantage. So I think I like the wrestling Were the rollerblades used in a crime? They could be. Most okay. rollerblades are. It's no, a, it's a good It's point. a crime to have them on in the first <laughs> place. But uh, but yeah, I like the I like the wrestling idea because I think I think it would make a great TV show. It would make a good podcast. This 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 right here is a job creator. That's what that is. That could go on forever. Um, I'd like to see if we could get the people to dress up and then educate themselves to where they're historically accurate. Right. So you know, one could go. Uh, <clears throat> well, this is for what you did during the War of eighteen twelve. And then the other guy could go, you wouldn't be born for another 75 years. How did you know about that? You know, it's just like George Washington didn't know about dinosaurs. Yeah. He didn't know. He, no. was, he was born, uh, I think, 27 years or something like that after or before he they di- found the first. Yeah, he uh, died 19 years or 20 something years, whatever, before they ever found a dinosaur. So you'd have to factor in all that. It would go on forever. This has got this has got stage hands that need to build stages and wrestling right. rinks and the music. Somebody's got to come up with the intro music oh, for all yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah all yeah, this yeah. is going to happen. This is this is right here is a cash cow. That's what's known as a cash cow, and I think that that could go on for at least three seasons. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I'll expect a business plan uh, by let's say next Monday. Yes, yes. Uh, and, hold your uh, breath looking, while you're doing. That yeah, no, and, I will. I will. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much. Let's <laughs> listen to some music. Rocky Soka will be back. Uh, We've got a few more things to talk about, including music. Uh, We're going to have a quiz. Today is the anniversary of a very interesting date. Pop quiz. And yeah, yeah, don't be scared. So let's listen to the germs right now with uh, Lexicon Devil on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Motion Rapture. Acting classes are so 1997. Motion capture is the way movies will be made from now on. Everyone wearing ping pong balls and everything green screened, like the Warner Brothers always intended. Be the next Andy Circus with our patented training program. Andy Circus. You know, Gollum from Lord of the Rings and Caesar from the Planet of the Apes movies. The new ones, not the old ones with Charlton Heston. Oh, he's Snoke in the new Star Wars movies. You could be Snoke! Motion Rapture. Enroll at toacertaindegree.com. Fugazi on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Margin Walker. Before that, we heard from the germs with Lexicon Devil. Uh, speaking of devil, Rocky Soka is here. I am. Ah, I'm just kidding. You're, you're a delight An and a wonderful person. Well, thank you. Uh, good morning. Uh, let me say my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Rocky Soka is here from the What's the Fuss podcast. I said I it slow that time, so What's I actually enunciated correctly. Yeah. Or pronunciated? Enunciated, pronunciated? I don't think pronunciate is the word. Uh, it should be, though. I think pronunciate is when you pronounce something right, and when you enunciate is when you say the word uh, phonetically correct. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I could be wrong here. Anyways, moving on. Good good to know. Uh, what's the fun po- What? <laughs> Dang it. I did it again. What's the Fuss podcast? Great show. Uh, go and listen to it. We're talking about sort of some of the... Orlando network of shows and what I like about it is that it's not necessarily a local show 
you talk about local stuff and things that are going on in Orlando, but it has an appeal beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we've, especially in this last year, we've reached out with the help of the podcast radio network and all of our listeners, um, especially online. Cause you know, you, you, what happens is I start joining other groups of podcasts that I like. I like this podcast in Utah called color me dead and it's a true crime podcast, but the girls on it are really funny. Started talking to them, cross-promotion. Now I got fans in Utah. They have fans in Florida. And it, it works like that all over the board. So just, uh, again, that just word of mouth is the best way to do yeah. this. You know, and, it, and it takes years and years and years, but it eventually will work to your advantage. Well, you're putting in your hours. You're getting your practice. Like we talked about earlier, you know, listening to episodes from a couple of years ago versus now, you're going to hear different things. You're going to hear an evolution of your sound and your sure. voice and everything like that. Yeah. We have some people that have gone all the way back to, we have at least five or six people that have heard every single show, mm -hmm. you know, and that takes a lot because I think we're on episode 135 now. So what, an hour each episode? Yeah. So that's 135 hours of comedy. Yeah. Like, so Bill Burr has eight, you know, like, week, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm using I'm using comedy uh, in a, in quotation marks, <laughs> quote unquote comedy. It's supposed to be. It's funny. Yeah, if you're listening to it, uh, <laughs> music wise. Yes. Um, so it was. It's interesting to me that I, I pegged you just from a couple of things that you had either said or you know your pictures. Um, being a NoFX fan. Yeah. Uh, which you talk about. Uh, the, being a punk rock guy. Yeah, yeah. And well, so I, I kind of, outwardly, I look. I had, you yeah. know, got a lot of tattoos and stuff. But and I think it's interesting to, uh, you know, even though I, I tell my kids not to do that, you know, you, you have an idea in your head and then you're stuck with that when it comes to a person. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, used to being judged. It's fine. Oh, yeah. No, it no, can, no. I totally judge people all the time. Yeah. I just, I, it's funny that I got that wrong because music is such an important part of my life when I'm listening to music. Like, I need music on in the background, depending on what I'm doing, especially if I'm writing, especially if I'm doing anything creative. Yeah. So I was curious for you when you're uh, walking the dog, when you're writing for the show or you're prepping for the show, are you listening to something? Are you, uh, you have to play something specific to put yourself in a mood? How do you interact with music now at this point in your life? When, when I was younger and I was in school, middle school, um, I had a, I mean, I have a, I have a, pretty high IQ, but I, they could not teach me anything because I just was not interested. Mm -hmm. um, call it ADD, call it just being a boy, whatever you want to do. So I, I would listen to music when I did my homework when I was a, a young man, and it really helped. I really, I really think it helped, especially if I put on, like, there was only three Green Day CDs back then, but um, I'd put on some Green Day or something a little bit more fast-paced, and I would get my homework done correctly and fast, and then, boom, outside to play. Um, now it can be really distracting because I listen to, you know, uh, now I listen to a lot of politics and stuff, mainly because I want to make fun of it. But I want to know my political climate and what I can say and what I can't say and the flavor of So it's not the week. music so much. It's uh, podcasts and such. Uh, well, when I'm walking the dog, I'll do a podcast. I do a lot of gardening, which sounds really, really tough, but I, I, I enjoy it. And if I'm doing that, I'm listening to Rogan. Maybe some Tom Segura or something like that. You know, I'm a, I like Doug Stanhope, Bill Burr a lot. So I'll be listening to mainly comedy or another podcast. But if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm cleaning up the kitchen and cooking some food, then I'm putting on my music. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be anything. I really like Bayside. I like State Champs. I like Neck Deep. These are all pop punk bands, um, newer pop punk bands. Bayside's 
earn their stripes, but the Menzingers, stuff like that, uh, then I'm listening to music. If I don't have to think, then I'm listening to music. But if I'm writing, um, be it the book that I'm doing right now or preparing for the show, now I need silence. You know? Really? And, and, and I can really get into my head, concentrate, and it doesn't take me long. Yeah. You know, once I get into something, I become not obsessive, but nothing else is going to, if like, just like now, if I'm doing the show, this is what I'm doing. Don't bug me. This is happening. You're focused. Yeah. And, and it's taken forever to do that, especially because I don't use any medication or anything. Coffee helps. But yeah, if I, I, I'm very easily distracted and I know that about myself. So I'm setting myself up for failure if I put on some Fugazi or something like that and then try to actually do some work. Yeah. I'm just going to end up singing the whole time. You know, I might as well put on Brooklyn nine, nine and try to write while I'm watching a sitcom, you know? That was something that I think uh, that I think I had to learn because I thought that I could just put on something that I've seen before, right? Because it's the same thing with music. I when I'm when I'm trying to concentrate on something, I like music that I've heard before because if it's newer music or music I haven't heard as much, yeah, I'm going to try to listen to that. It's yeah, going to take me cool. out of it. This? Yeah, yeah. But I thought that the white noise of a television show could work, and it really doesn't. It does for some. Yeah. It really does oh, for yeah, some. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they say that putting on Mozart and stuff like that is a great way to study, and I'm sure that that works for a lot of people, but I'm easily distracted. I'm like a kitten, you know? I'm, I'm, I really am like a, like a small animal with absolutely zero attention span. I was literally going to say that. The thing that you reminded me of the most this morning was a small a animal. Little key? Little kitten. A little kitty. I just want to... Just wanna, <laughs> Well, never mind. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's, is, it it's my, fine. is it my long whiskers? It's the it's all of the whiskers. Uh, let's uh, leave it at that for now. We've got a uh, pop quiz. Let all me give right. you a break. Sure. Let's listen to some music. Okay. And then we're going to come back with a pop quiz. All right. Very important uh, anniversary today. Okay. And we'll come back with that. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember actually what it is. I don't. <laughs> I should look at my notes. You're as confused as I am. Yeah. No. I it's see it. really. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Okay. No. This is a really good quiz. All right. We'll come back with that. Uh, let's listen to some Nation of Ulysses and Bikini Kill. All right. Because we can. Oh, Bikini Kill. Awesome. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Hey, Nick here. Uh, that that seemed unnatural. Uh, it's coming up on hurricane season. We're going to get to the summer. There's going to be storms. And guess what? Your power is going to go out. If you're like me, you have no idea how to use or even look at a generator. So what are you going to do when it gets hot? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have a new sponsor called Enchant Suits. They basically make wearable environments. So the idea is that instead of trying to cool your house, you're just trying to cool you, regardless of the other people that are around. So it's a spacesuit, essentially, advanced technology, I'm sure, safe, possibly, and it recycles your waste, which is pretty neat, I think, for a lot of people. So you're home, you're cool, the power might be out, but you're drinking your pee and chant suits. And that was Bikini Kill with Rebel Girl. Before that, we heard from Nation of Ulysses, a kid who tells on another kid is a dead kid. <laughs> on WPRK, Winter wow. Park, Florida. That's a really long song title, but uh, worth it. It's an elaborate way to say snitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah. Before there was that, before there were stitches, you would say a kid who tells on another kid is a dead kid. I do like Bikini Kill. That's, that's like, I'm not really that much into, like, you know, that kind of messy punk. Yeah. But Bikini Kill's great. Any, any girl band, any all-girl fronted brand, uh, band I'm, I'm, I'm in love with. 
Very nice. Rocky Soka is here, a very special guest from What's the Fuss podcast. Oh, look at that. Thank you so much for being here today. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Every week I have a very special guest, and Rocky is it this week. Uh, Rebel Girl I played because of the special pop quiz. That we okay, have today. and so, I have uh, I have zero uh, inclination of what you're about to. This is great. This is great. So, I, as you may know, I'm Canadian. Okay. So one of the things I, I look for in the uh, in the pop quiz world, like the anniversaries and stuff that I try to base the pop quiz off of, is an opportunity to learn about these cr- these crazy fifty states you guys have down here. Oh yeah. Um, I've been here all my life, so okay. I was going to yeah, say your English, English is yeah. really good for being Thank Canadian. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Do you uh, know any French? I don't. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I don't even know the swear words. See, I know more Greek than French. I wish we could maybe trade, like, North Dakota, and maybe we could get a second language down here. I think that would be great. I think that would be a oh, nice little trade with Canada. I like that. We learned some French, and you can have our potatoes. I do like my potatoes. I mean, you have, um, what's the, the potatoes with the uh, gravy on them up north? Oh, poutine. poutine. Yeah. Poutine, yeah. yeah. And, well, that comes with a little cheese curd and everything. I've never had proper poutine, by the way. All right, well, let's go. But let's talk about your country, sure. America, for a second. Okay. So on this day, 145 years ago, Susan B. Anthony was put on trial. Wow. Yeah. Why? We're going to find out. Also, what does the B stand for? When did this happen? No, I already said that, 145 years I was going to say, ago. I know that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So asking the questions today, friend of the show, former guest a few times over, Lauren Morris of AdLib Theater. Let's hear from Lauren right now, and hopefully we've got all the technical issues out of the way. So Lauren, take it away. Hey there, everyone. While I'm not in the studio, I am super excited to be this week's Pop Quiz special guest. This is my third time on To a Certain Degree, and I sure do hope I get one of those fancy smoking jackets once I hit the five-timers club. Susan B. Anthony. You may know her from the dollar coin. You may have some vague recollection of what she did back in the 1800s. No matter how much you know about her, she did, in fact, go to trial in 1873, What was she arrested for? A, voting, B, witchcraft, or C, pirating movies? So which do you think, voting, witchcraft, or pirating movies? They all seem ridiculous. So by process of elimination, C is gone. Pirating movies, unless, I mean. She may have been a pirate. There were actual pirates probably still roaming around back then. Um all right. Voting. I don't know how you would fail. Well, she, maybe she pretended she was a man. Witchcraft seems like that would have been in the history books. Let's so go with voting. Let's go okay, with A. Voting. All right. Let's see. Lauren, what do you th- give us the right answer here. It was for voting in wow. the previous year's elections in Rochester, New York. At the time, women didn't have the right to vote, and her plan was to be refused by election officials and then sue the government. Turns out she was better at convincing election officials that she should be allowed to vote because they actually let her. Susan B. wasn't alone in this legal drama. She was able to get 14 other women registered and to the polls. They were arrested but never went to trial. The election officials were arrested and jailed, eventually pardoned by President Ulysses S. Grant. Wow. Yeah, so she voted. Women weren't allowed to vote, but it was right after the Civil War and the 14th Amendment, which was supposed to provide for equal rights for yeah. everybody but it was really more geared towards the slave population and yeah absolutely and yeah. a lot of women honestly at the at the beginning of this didn't want to be able to vote because it also opened you up to being uh, eligible for the draft 
which was not a great side effect to, you know, voting or whatever. But I think, and and I'm so glad they did. So many people fought for the right yeah. to, to, to do that properly and, and not include them on that. Um, and, and I think, it, I mean, that see, that was a wonderful turning point of the of the world that's like yeah. that's why some of these wars were fought was for freedom of you know slaves women everybody to be able to vote and to be able to you know work and prosper here in this in this country and, and do that and that's um that's amazing that i love when people are willing to go to jail for their cause to fight yeah. for their cause to be hurt for their cause yep. because it shows us the silliness of like you jailed someone for that like it makes it it makes it so silly to us now like that that's a real thing it was a real thing it, it, yeah, and it illustrates it so well. And I think it's so funny that she was so good at talking them into letting her vote. Like, they shouldn't have let her. Yeah, absolutely. They that, 100%. They got arrested for it. They went the, to jail. The, the, the election officials. Should, okay, they were, okay yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, the election officials went to jail. They're like, you let a woman vote, you're going to jail. Because if I can talk a cop and, like, a prosecutor or somebody into letting me rob a bank and just having the money. I didn't technically steal anything. I asked right. and you gave it to me and right. I didn't do anything. I, now I'm just up a few mil, you know? So eventually she went to trial. So let's hear a little bit about that. All right. At the end of Anthony's trial, what was her sentence? A, she couldn't wear pantaloons anymore. B, she had to pay a $100 fine. Or C, she had to wear a big scarlet V for the rest of her life. I'm imagining she paid the fine. So uh, the that was her sentence. So it was a hundred dollar fine? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking. Well, a hundred dollars was a gigantic amount of that money. That seems back then. like a lot. That would be the equivalent. Now I I don't really know uh, how the um, <clears throat> exchange rate would go back to what was it 145 years yeah, ago? yeah 1873 jesus lord yeah I, I don't even know how much it would be but it sounds like a great deal well let's hear from lauren let's see if you got that right for some reason justice ward hunt of the u.s supreme court presided over the case partly because she had violated both the state and federal law and partly because i don't know supreme court justices back then didn't have a lot to do justice hunt didn't allow her to testify and ordered the jury to render a guilty plea. He also ordered Susan B. to pay a $100 fine, which in today's money, according to inflation, is over $10 billion, I think. I don't really know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just terrible at math. <laughs> math. Ugh. She refused, of course, to pay this. All right. So she did refuse to pay. She never actually paid the $100 fine. My naive self, <laughs> I thought I was going to get an answer of the exchange rate, which it, in this, she said it so matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Lauren was her name? Yeah. You kept me on a string and I was biting up until the very <laughs> end. If I was a fish, you would have been able to net me because I was right there till the bitter end. Because you had thought of that. You were like, well, $100, what would that be now? No, it's not the first time I've been caught. I One time we got an email about an office room romance and this guy was in love with his co-worker and all this stuff like that he was just giving me the the basically he was rephrasing his own version of the office and i was sitting there reading it and he was like how do i tell the girl at my paper company that i love her you know, like, oh come on it wasn't till the very end that i go okay and this is the office all right okay i've been bamboozled and then they've done it a few more times since then all right a couple more questions Let's you ready for the next one yeah Susan B. Anthony has been commemorated a number of ways. Stamps, coins, artwork, and more. The first time she was memorialized was a year after her death in 1907. The congregation at the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church in Rochester had a stained glass window made with her portrait and a quote, 
failure is impossible. If you were to be stained glass, because that's a verb now, what would you want your quote to be? So she's she's in a church. Failure is impossible. It's a really it's actually if you look at the picture, it looks really cool. Yeah. So if you were stained glassed, what would you have under your picture? I would go with uh, so obviously be a profile because I'd want to show off my my Greek nose. Yes. Uh, and it would say you got to get up to get down. I like that. I like that. Do you have anything maybe out of the book that you're reading or out of the haiku you wrote last week? Mm, no, I, I, man, I'm really put on the spot with this one because there's so many great, you know what? I think it would just be TNT nose drama. That's a great one. That would have to be. I it. like that one. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear from Lauren what she would have on hers. I would have mine say no disappointment, only opportunities. All right. Last question. Oh, the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin. Who and what goes on dollar coins has always been a little contentious. In the 60s, they actually printed some new ones with peace as the theme. People didn't like that, so they melted them down. In 1969, they decided on one with a profile of former President Dwight D. Eisenhower. On the flip side was an eagle landing on the moon because, you know, Apollo 11. The public hated those as well, and they were rarely used. In the 70s, a study suggested making the dollar coin smaller to just a bit bigger than the quarter. That way you could fit them into a sock easier if you get into a fight. I mean, I'm assuming that's the main reason. Originally, the person on the coin was going to be a woman depicting liberty, but several members of Congress changed it to Susan B., and it was minted from 1978 to 1981. Oh, that Anthony dollar was also unpopular. But that was because everyone wanted quarters to play at the arcades. I mean, again, I'm assuming because this is the early 80s, and so what else would you be doing? Having said all that, who would you want to see on a coin? What size would it be? And what would it be made out of? All right, another uh, open-ended question. Who would you want on a coin, or what would you want on both sides? Oh, man. Right? This is a really hard one. I am putting you on the spot. Let me see. I would probably have, uh, let's see, a personal hero of mine uh, would be maybe Paul Simon. I just like his earlobes at this point, so I think it would make a good... I don't know if you've seen him lately. His earlobes seem to be drooping down to Oh, his, is he one of those dudes where his nose and his ears keep yeah, growing through yeah, yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Even, like, yeah. Sort of like fingernails for the dead? Okay. Um, so I think Paul Simon on one side and then maybe... I, I do like an eagle landing on the moon. I'll be honest with you. That's, okay. That sounds pretty cool. All right. Okay. I would do a helicopter on the moon on one side and probably, oh, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin is probably my favorite political figure. I'd like, he's not a political figure. He's just a reporter, but I think he's my guy. He, okay. He uh, represents a lot of the stuff that I represent. I think Dave Rubin with an Apache helicopter landing on the moon on, on the back. moon. Perfect. That would I be like it. it. Out of would you make it uh, big, small? How, how it'd be about the size of like a Toll House cookie, yeah. like at least uh, you know a diameter of three, four inches. I like that because it's not only uh, a method of paying for something; it's a weapon. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you know what? I would have mine be uh, a shuriken, a, a ninja throwing star. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be good. All right, let's see what Lauren would have. Lauren. Take it away. I mean, for practicality, it should be smaller and, and malleable and easy to go. But I'm thinking, actually, I would love like a super over giant sized, like you have to roll it. It's so big coin, like comedically big, clearly made out of titanium, because <laughs> what else would that be? 
And one side would probably be Captain Picard. And the other side, of course, would be Princess Leia. So that's it for me. This was so much fun. I'm Lauren Morris. Uh, you can find me at laurenhas3.com. You can check out adlibcomedy.com. And I hope you guys have a great day. And thanks so much for Nick for letting me do this. And we'll, I will talk to you through the radio soon, I hope. <laughs> All right, and that's Lauren Morris. That uh, she's not already on a, co- a coin or a stamp. She will be soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, find out more about AdLib Theater at adlibcomedy.com. AdLib has shows every Saturday for just $8, and you can do full improv courses or just drop-in classes if you want like to do that. something like that. I wanted to check that out. Rocky, our time has come to an end. You did yes. very well on the quiz. Thank you so, so much. So you can continue to be Rocky. All right. Okay, Sometimes that's my I have prize. to change people's names okay, cool. afterwards because I'm just like, it's like Witness Protection Program. If yeah. you do really bad on the quiz... I don't want to release you back out. I would hate to be the loser formerly known as Rocky. That would be. That would be bad. I don't like that. That would be bad. Thank you for having me, man. I had a blast here. No, this was great. Uh, So, what's the fuss podcast dot com? Yeah. What else can we? uh, What else can we do to support you? You What what? else can we do to uh, talk about you? Where else can we reach you? The Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. You can just look up what's the fuss, and you'll find all of this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. great. My name is Rocky Soka. R O C K Y S O C H A M O U S E. No, no, no. That's not the. but, yeah, so go check out What's the Fuss. It's everywhere. And if you want to support us, uh, grab a T-shirt. There's tons of them. Really cool. And, uh, yeah, What's the Fuss Podcast.com, PFTmedia.com. You'll find something you like. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, next you. week I'm going to have Brianna Sosa on. We're going to do a live tarot. Is it tarot card? Tarot card, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. She's going to talk about her new venture, kind of going out there and doing uh, readings for people. I can't wait to uh, listen. And doing that online. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks, I'll have my 100th episode. All right. Yeah. So Congratulations. Biggie, thank you so much. Biggie from Daily Fresh Threads will be on. Oh, I love my, him. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I, um, I had a Daily Fresh shirt and someone took off with it. Uh, Darn him. We're going to have to get, another get one. you another one. Yeah. Uh, and then I am uh, going to turn it over to Bess Hour here. She's got... An okay guest coming up. Uh oh. Yeah, it's not a great guest. Uh, I'm actually the guest. Oh, okay. Wonderful. On her show. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do that. Uh, Rocky, thank you again so much. And thank you again for having me. And I'll release you out into the world. Let's play some, uh, let's see, Mets. Let's do with it. Leave Me Out on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. All of the commercials you heard today were really terrible ideas. Please don't try them at home. If you do, though, remember, to a certain degree, owns 51% of the idea and 0% of all the liability that goes along with it. Also, check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Sharing is caring. Let me know if you like this episode, and I will hand-type a thank-you letter just for you. That way, you'll be able to read it because my handwriting is terrible. 